Hey everybody and welcome to the Young Adults Today podcast where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. Here are your hosts, Josiah and Micah Keneally. Well, what's up, guys? Hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Micah Keneally. And I'm Josiah Keneally. We're your hosts of this Young Adults Today podcast where we talk about the faith Mm -hmm. of the next generation and reaching young adults in our world today. Thanks for, by the way, subscribing, leaving us a review, and sharing this episode. It will help us reach more leaders with the message of Young Adults Today. Yeah. And today, Josiah, we have some amazing friends that we've met within the last less than a year, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a year coming up right here. Yeah. And yeah. these are the Burtons, Ben and Kate Burton. We absolutely love them and what God's doing. So welcome to the show, you guys. Hey, hey guys. Hey. How's it going? So excited to be here. I guess I should say, hey, y'all, because we're from Southeast Missouri. <laughs> I love that. I was waiting for it. That's what I was hoping you'd yeah. say. Because when I've done an interview, I'm like, hey, y'all, how you doing? Hey, right? Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a great Southern name. If you, Micah Ray, you get a drawl in there. Yeah, Micah Ray. Yeah, you can, you can here, you know? yeah. <laughs> Micah Ray, y'all. Oh, well, we are so happy to have you guys. If you guys do not know Ben and Kate Burton, they're just amazing people. They're amazing friends. But they're also young adult ministry leaders at Cape First Church in Missouri, down there in Missouri, actually. But um, we just love seeing the incredible things that God's doing through their ministry, through the young adults, the events and the things that they've put on the calendar with such intentionality and such fervent prayer mm-hmm. towards any and all things they put their hands to. So Ben and Kate, we are so excited that you guys are here and we can't wait to unpack some of the things now that God's doing, but kind of where you've come from. So let's kick it off with the very first question of maybe a little bit of your journey in life, maybe how you guys met ministry and leading together. Yeah, man, that's a loaded question. First of all, man, thank you guys for having us. Super excited to be here. Um, man, yeah, what a year it's been. Thankful to uh, do life with you guys. But man, our story is is uh, interesting. Maybe uh, took the fun. long road uh, to, <laughs> to get where we are. Um, but ministry is kind of all we've known together. Yeah. Um, we met in youth group uh, at the church we're at now, Cape First Church. And uh uh, really, that was the start of our journey. We uh, started dating in the middle of a True Love Wait series. If you know, you know. Um, it was kind of just one of those things. <laughs> you know, I, here I was a teenager, and I was just like, man, I think this is the, the woman I want to marry. And so I kind of got to walk through that whole experience together and uh, ended up going into ministry here at the church. I started in graphic communications first. Um, Kate kind of went straight into the workforce, but we joined um, an internship program yeah. here at our church um, of just really how to do ministry within the house yeah. uh, and then how to minister to people. We both came on staff around the same time, but in totally different capacity. So this is totally. where it's different. <laughs> so like we were in ministry together at the same yeah. time, but not really working together yet. Right. So we were both employed by the same church, mm-hmm. but in two total, totally different spheres of ministry at the time. And hours of the day. Yeah, and hours of the day. That's a great point. So yeah. like, I came on um, part-time in the media department, yeah. and she came on full-time uh, for a mobile coffee truck. Yeah, so uh, my first job here at the church almost 10 years ago was running a mobile coffee truck before they were popular, before they were a thing. So I would have to get to the church at 4 a.m., um, and then I would be done by like 
10 a.m. So I'd go home and sleep. And yeah. You would just be getting the day started. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah, yeah. And I would drive you in because <laughs> oh. you were afraid to like get everything going. Yeah, it was dark. So like dark. I would come in <laughs> and just like start my day early. Um, but yeah, so like that was kind of our first mini ministry, like, yeah. you know, experience. And then as we went, one of our things is, is just always like saying yes to God. Yeah. We don't necessarily know where it's going to take us. Or how long it will take, but we've always just from a very young age decided we're going to say yes, and yeah. wherever it leads us, it leads us. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in the middle of that, seasons changed, and then we ended up our first ministry experience together, leading together. We actually took over the internship program that we went through. Yeah. Um, so, the same program we went through, we ended up taking the reins of. And so, we were recruiting students to come to ministry school, doing the whole room checks because we had apartments that we were renting out to students yeah. that were coming here. So we did the whole room check thing. We, we planned <laughs> chapels together oh, and right. we very quickly found out how different we are. Um, I'm the fun one. In our callings and then how we like accomplish <laughs> things. Um, serious then? Yeah, I'm very much like the serious, <laughs> the crier, like the, the rah-rah guy. I'll come in and be like, hey, this is where we're going. And then Kate's like, and this is how we'll actually get there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but she's all last, <laughs> all fun. Um, and so like, I remember we would struggle in that internship program because we would have chapels every week. And so we would have different members of the staff do it and then we would do it. And then Kate would be like, hey, do you want to help me with my chapel? And I remember trying to like, well, that's not the way I would say it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, that might be a little too silly or a little too much, but, but figuring out like how differently we communicate things. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but making room for that too. And we're still not perfect at it, but figuring out like how, how to coexist, but also your being your own person in ministry. And, and that was, that's probably what was one of my biggest struggles. Something I'm still growing in. Yeah is not trying to make my wife a carbon copy of who I am as a leader. Yeah. Um, good. You know, letting her um, grow into what the girls and the women need. Right. And so like that, that it's still a struggle because our writing styles are different. Our communicating styles are different. Our personalities are different. Yeah. And maybe you can speak into that too, of some of the struggles of that, yeah. of, of allowing her personality to shine in the yeah. middle of that. So maybe you want to speak to that sound. Yeah. So we've officially been doing ministry for a long time, obviously together, but running remix together for almost three years now. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, let's do this series. We, you know, he'll go one way and I'm like, okay, but let's bring out some of the fun props with it. And he's like, okay, whatever you think, you know, and yeah. so he's, he's done good to help me, uh, continue to be my fun Kate, but also learning how to like tame it down. Like it's not for everyone. So yeah, like the balance, <laughs> like the uh, balance. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, trying to keep each other level yes. in the middle of it. Of yeah. like, and the things that, that I don't think will work end up being some of like the most memorable, the most memorable <laughs> things. Like I'm like, I'm like, it was Jesus. It yeah, was his was like, idea. He just downloaded it. I'm like, you know? Kate, they'll never go for that. Like oh, there's no know. way. And then like everyone shows up and goes to like, <laughs> the nines with it and they're like that was the best thing ever and it was all her right um i never say i told you so though yeah so, <laughs> but, you know, uh she's definitely like the life of the party she's like the glitter and the glam and the loud and the fun but 
that's what like our generation needs more than anything. Like they, they need the community. They need yeah. the fun. They need the experiences. Mm-hmm. And if, it, if we just went like with my giftings and the way I did things, it would just be like somber 24 seven. Right. And like, that's just, that's just not a reality of, of a vibrant ministry that's meeting yeah. multiple people at multiple levels. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so making room for her, like she's a great hostess. She knows how to elevate things. And like, that's not me and that's not okay, but making sure there's room for her um, to do that. Because also like, and again, part of leading together is like the girls and the women, they need that, yeah. right? Like they need to see a strong woman leading in her calling, right? And, and being able to vocalize those things. And so yeah. that is something we're still learning, yeah. but yeah. Right. We're getting there. Yeah. It's fun. And one of the things that I've noticed leading with Micah, as well mm-hmm. as just being married, like we have typically had our moments of pain or struggle or really challenging mm-hmm. seasons of discouragement where one was down, the other was up. Mm-hmm. Rarely has it been a day <laughs> where we've both been in the pits. Right. Like, and, and I think that that's the gift of two are we better than one because one can help pick the other up. And uh, I think that there's, of course, going to be differences Mm -hmm. that should be really celebrated. And I think that that's a a learning process or lifelong students of one another. Mm -hmm. And then even in leadership together. And Kate, this question's for you. I'm really curious to know, because we met you guys in Minnesota about a year ago (laughs) last March. Mm -hmm. You guys flew in to Minneapolis for the Young Adults Today Leader Conference. And we've done this every March the past three years. We're gearing up just a few weeks away. And what was it like for you guys? And why should the listener get registered and signed up for the Young Adults Today Conference Mm -hmm. in March? Okay, just do it. Just sign up. <laughs> um, I literally was just so desperate about a year ago, honestly. Like, I need someone that is doing the same season of life as me, doing young adults, someone I can learn from, be encouraged with, that gets what we're doing. And so I found you guys, found the conference. I was like, we're going. We're, we're going to book the plane. We're going to book the hotel, the rental car, everything. Just, just sign up. Like it will be worth your while. Like it is a fast, I feel like, I guess it's almost 24 hours, but like you get so many good nuggets and takeaways from it. Like, oh geez. Like I, I just need, you know, a whole week to process everything I've just learned. And you get to be surrounded by people that are doing the same thing as you. And that's, right. you know, it's so rare, <laughs> especially where we live. Like there's very few young adult ministries around here that are, you know, doing what we're doing. And so finding something that you guys are offering and have had years of experience in is so like rare to find and y'all are doing it so well, like register, like you won't, you won't regret it. Like I know it's time away from your job, maybe your family and everything, but it is worth it. And you never know what, when you're saying yes to that, um, what can be downloaded in the process of that. Um, and you get a new revelation or a new series idea or, you know, the relationships. There's just so many possibilities of things that you can get from just saying yes and signing up from that conference. 
Well, mm-hmm. leading together, mm-hmm. you know, you guys have the opportunity to lead together as a spouse. We have that. Yeah. The listener, wherever you're at, I think that one of the things yeah. we often say is that ministry is done better together than alone. Mm-hmm. And oh, having right. those friends in ministry that the burdens have become for us. and Which may not have happened if Kate would have said like, hey, sign up, we're going. Yep. <laughs> I think I was at home with the sick child that day and I was like, hey, I found this. I'm going to, I'm going to sign this up. <laughs> Being the fun one, dragging me. Don't dragging know me anybody along. there. I was like, we're, we're going to fly. We don't know anyone. This is going to be awkward. What if like, there's a snowstorm? What, what do we do? Like, we live in Southeast Missouri. Buckle up, my friends. Buckle up. Oh, my gosh. Well, we know we know that there are so many things that can come when we rally around not only the heart of the Christ, heart of Christ, but when we're living out a same mission. And yeah. Kate, you already alluded, alluded to that when it's like when you're called to young adult ministry, young adults aren't going anywhere and they are everywhere. But when you try to find ministry leaders, whether they're couples or single, or they're trying to figure it out in whatever season that they're in as leaders or pastors, we need to link arms and rally together of saying like, hey, I need to be encouraged. I need to be inspired. You never know when you're going to meet your next best friend or couple friend that's going to be like, wow, you guys have been such an encouragement to us in the season that we're in. So you never know what can become of it. And when you're open to um, new adventures and the uncomfortable, awkward, I mean, if we're asking young adults to come to our house and be awkward in our home, we can sign up and go somewhere to be awkward with others. Right. So we're all a part of God's kingdom. We can all be like little kids on the first day of school together. And we know that um, planning things is something that Kate, that you're really good at. You're really good at the hospitality side. You're good at seeing, um, the, the small details. Ben, I think you alluded to the fact that I had this idea and then Kate kind of helps you fill in the cracks. And because we were made, became friends in March and were able to meet you, you guys actually extended an invitation for us to, um, join you and where you guys were at with your young adults and remix. And if you guys don't know, as a listener, what remix is, it's actually their young adult ministry that they are, they're seeing lives change. They're seeing the Holy spirit move. They're seeing healings and hunger for the word of God and for relationships, not only with each other in that community, but with Jesus Christ himself. And you guys hosted that retreat so well and made it so fun and enjoyable. Not only the location that we were at, but just the little details from the gift baskets to everything else. And as you host a retreat for young adult ministries, what did you see come out of that weekend? So for the listener who's like, I'm thinking about a retreat or maybe we'll plan something what did you guys see that has been like seeds planted or fruit or the harvest? Like, can you guys go there for a second with us in the audience? Yeah. Um, first off, that was our first time hosting a retreat. And yeah. so we've been to retreats. We've been on lead teams and uh, students on retreats. Yeah. It's our first time doing one on our own. So for those of you who went before us, mad props to you. Um, it, it, <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it, but the, the fruit. Yeah. The fruit is mm. so rewarding. It is. It, it, it is so worth it. The sleepless nights, planning yeah. the uncomfortable beds while you're there, if, if that's your case, or, or the time away from, from friends and family, or if you yeah. got it totally worth it, first of all, if you're considering doing a retreat or a getaway, do it. Uh, your, uh, your young adults need that un- uninterrupted time. Unplugged. Unplugged yeah. time, really, yeah. to be with their peers pursuing the presence of God. So if you're thinking about it, do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the fruit and the, the reward, uh, we've talked about it a lot over the last few months. The retreat was really birthed out of, we had always wanted to do one, yeah. but we we had always, always agreed on when it's time 
it will like kind of present itself of, of when we should do it. And it was really birthed out of the students in our ministry, their desire to get unplugged. Yeah. Right. And so we saw this shift over a, a couple months of them wanting to, to spend a longer time and we had a worship night. It's really what it was birthed out of. Yeah. On New Year's Eve, we had had a worship last night. Year, last, yeah. The, mm. two, yeah, last the, year. yeah, we had a worship night and yeah. they were like, we've, we've got to do this more, more <laughs> and we want it to be longer. Yeah. And, and so we we're like, retreat. you know, alerts of my, me, yeah. vision caster, retreat time. And then Katie's like, how do we make it happen? And so yeah. it was really birthed out of their desire to unplug and have that, that uninterrupted time with Jesus. And so a few things that came out of it. Um, one was a solidifying of, of that shift in our ministry of we, we, we've always had great community, right? Like if you just get a bunch of young adults together in the room, they're going to have a good time. They are. Right. And so the community was there, but what we were missing, not missing, but what we were longing for was the deeper things of God. Right. Like, so yeah. like pressing into the presence of God and those uninterrupted worship moments where you're not trying, trying to squeeze everything into like an hour long service order. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know where everyone else is, but like, um, like the pastoral side of me, I'm like very like PCO, like bam, 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 right? Like we got to do this and then we're going to go into this and we're going to spend this this long here. And God has like wrecked that <laughs> for like, us. Throw it out the window. Which is yep. hard for me, <laughs> but like having those, you know, we end at eight. We have went probably close to nine so many times since that retreat. Yeah. But it set the stage for that, like that anticipation of, we don't want to just worship like this at a retreat. Yeah. We want to worship like this every single time we get together. Right. Yeah. And so like it set the stage for those worship moments. Yeah. Um, but then also, which I'll let Kate speak into this, it really solidified our base yeah. um, uh, of where we're going and how we're doing things. And I'll kind of let my wife speak into that a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, I think it helped too, like, we had a, you know, a team that we put in place to help with dreaming up, you know, what that weekend was going to look like alongside of us and helping Carrie execute it. And we were able, you know, this past summer we had interns that came in and were able just to help continue to stir up their gifts and figure out, okay, what do you like? What do you don't like? Or, Hey, Mm -hmm. you love part of ministry, like come alongside us, let's execute it. And so we were able to champion them and help them use their giftings to make this weekend awesome as well. And that was huge for us. Like there's nothing, there's one, one of the most rewarding things for me as a leader is seeing young adults, our remixers finding what their calling is and being able to live that out and minister to our remixers and those that have never came in the doors. And like, just it, that was just so aha moment for me is yeah. seeing them doing what they do and doing it so well um and just championing them yeah, yeah it, it did it super encouraged them yeah um like again so like i have like a lot of graphic backgrounds i've majored in graphic communications yeah and from the get-go we're just like we let them design the promos yeah we let them design the merch, the yeah. videos, mm-hmm. the, but, oh, but okay. the, but the return on investment, like they're like, I can't wait to show my we friends, it, you know, what we're right. doing. Yeah. Right. And so that empowering moment, like Kate said, like, this is, we're giving you opportunities to use your giftings yeah. and your talents. And that's just like cultivated into like 
now people all over the board are like, we had a guy come to us literally at the end of the year was like, Hey, I think I, I can sing. I'd like to start helping lead worships. The dude opened his mouth and it was like an angelic choir. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and like, but he's been helping lead ever since. Right. And so like it set the stage for them to start really like swinging Tony. for the fences with, yeah. with what God's given them like talent wise. So that was really cool too. Yeah. I think Batterson says it best when he talks about a change of pace and a change of place leads to that change of perspective mm. and just getting away from the norm, breaking away from our jobs, right? When you're in um, high school or younger, mm-hmm. even college, you have the rhythm of the school year where mm-hmm. you get summer break, you get winter break. And then as you begin adulting, we all know that like we don't have those longer extended breaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's camp for like a high school student or a junior high student. And yeah. those experiences uh, are times to meet with God, to prioritize their faith, to kind of have mm-hmm. that um, all those alter moments that happen sometimes better at a camp or a convention, a conference or a retreat. In nature away from yeah. anything. <laughs> Unplugged. You don't have to go back home. You don't have to, um, your phone might not have cell phone service, things like that. But our prayer going into that remix weekend, joining our faith with yours was like, Lord, would you just help a year's worth of ministry mm-hmm. happen in a single weekend. And, and mm-hmm. I, I really believe that it did. And when you talk about culture, whether it's creating culture, whether it's changing culture, casting vision, um, mm-hmm. I think just the opportunity to build community and, and the power of that shared experience leveraged yeah. with equipping the saints in your ministry to do the work of the ministry yeah. is just incredible. Yeah. I think that's huge. And I remember Ben, when we were driving, we had a little bit of drive time with you and Kate. And I know that you had shared like, Hey, I love graphic design. Like I went to school for this. It's my graphic communication. Like this is, this is who I am. This is how I do it. Like for the person who may or may not have that background experience when it comes to the marketing side, the promotional side, and has a problem letting go of control when there are able, willing bodies of young adults themselves who are dying to be asked to make a logo or to design some merch or get ready for the merch drop or, you know, do the slides for the countdowns, whatever that is. How would you encourage the the pastor or the young adult ministry leader if they're having a problem letting go of control and perfectionism and allowing themselves to put the ministry that we hold so close to all of our hearts, right? God's called me to do this. How do we empower those around us to utilize those gifts? How would you encourage that pastor today to let go, but still cast vision and still know that they still have a say in that process? Yeah. Well, one, you are like (laughs) dagger to the heart because that has been like my my journey the last few years of, of learning how to let go and learning how to empower people who have those skill sets, right. Yeah. To accomplish that. And one of the biggest things that I would say is, is your, your level of perfection is that what's most important. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by that. Like I told you earlier, we empowered our, our students to, to do a lot, our young adults, not yeah. students, our young adults to do those things. It's so much more impactful when it comes from a peer. Yeah, we're good. Like, like so much more impactful. Even if, say, I could have designed it better or I would have preferred this color as opposed yeah. to that color or I would have chose that font <laughs> over that font. Like at the end of the day, like they want to see what their peers are doing yeah. more than what you do. Yeah. And so like 
the buy-in power, not only from the designer that you're empowering to design, but then it's going to double the reach because they're just shouting it from the rooftops. Look what we made. Look what we designed. Look what my friend made. Look what they got an opportunity to do. And so like, it just like vastly ex- expands your reach, yeah. right? When you when you give them the opportunity to do those things, but then also just like understanding that that not everything. This is going to sound not everything has to be perfect mm-hmm. all the time. Not, not everything has to be perfect, and that and that's speaking to myself of it. Just sometimes you've got to understand, is it more important for them to be encouraged and for them to have the opportunity to grow is like, if I'm giving them that opportunity, then sometimes the product level isn't as important. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Mm-hmm. If, if it's across the way that I'm trying for it to. It does. Um, it, it does. That's been a, sh- a shared struggle for me at times in even launching into a new season of ministry. This is like, it feels like a baby. Sometimes it feels like, Oh, this is so close to my heart. And then I'm not going to hand it over. Right. And then I, I listen to <laughs> Michelle and he's like, look, you need to hand it off to somebody else. If they can do it 80% as well as you can yeah. relinquish it, empower. And we talk about Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 mm-hmm. being kind of like that theme of what are we called to do we're called to equip the saints and um it can be hard sometimes especially when it's like oh with you it's like oh you're great at graphic design can they do it as well as you can are they as passionate about it and the answer is actually it's better when they do it it's a win for them it's a win for you it's a win for the kingdom of god (laughs) but i mean the other piece of this with equipping the saints a piece of it too is almost like a puzzle of seeing potential in people of actually being somebody who believes in other people and mm-hmm. calling out the greatness, pulling out the excellence that somebody might not even see in themselves yet. Mm-hmm. Cause you, you get it right. Where sometimes there's somebody who can sing and they know it and they tell you. And, but then there's some other people who can sing and they just need to learn how to use their voice mm-hmm. and they need to be asked. Mm-hmm. So what would you guys either of you can take it, but what would you say about how do you call out the potential in somebody within your ministry? I'll let you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is something that we've talked about a lot and it's such a great question is we've been blessed to have like some incredible mentors in our life that have given us opportunities. Um, but then opportunities to like, fail within a safe setting, if that makes sense. Yep. So when you're stirring up the potential in someone, you need to understand that they need time and they also need a safe place to fail. And so for us, you know, one of the things that, that we're like, so right now we're, we're, we've shifted to straight peer to peer worship. So like we don't have someone come again and we worship for us. It's all on the team. And so the first night of them leading worship by themselves, I'll, I remember I walked in, it was a little rough and they're going to laugh because they know what I'm talking about. They'll be listening to this. And I walked in, I said, you guys will be fine. And I turned around and walked off. I, I walked out of the room. I removed myself from the room and I was dying on the inside, but I was like, they need the opportunity yeah. to learn to grow together and an opportunity to maybe fail and that's okay right mm-hmm. but guess what they didn't fail they rallied together awesome. right but again if i would have stepped in and said you need to da, 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 
it would have demoralized their opportunity of a leadership moment for themselves, right? And so not only opportunities, but like proper expectations on time and then also giving them margins to fail. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, we're learning this with our older daughter is that she'll ask us for yogurt. She'll ask us for a fork. And Mm -hmm. sometimes actually letting her go to the fridge you know how to get the yogurts. You can get yeah. it for yourself and like then Surely how too, but you know then how excited she is when she got it. She could do yeah. it. And it's really empowering and it's building independence rather than an unhealthy degree of helicopter parents or lawnmower parents yeah. or a pastor who only does the work of the ministry. Because then we get into that priest laity model mm-hmm. versus, hey, I'm gonna equip, I'm gonna empower. And there's some things that I'm good uh- at. But you know what? It doesn't mean that I'm going to ho- be a ball hawk. Right. right. So. Well, I think many people who are young adults, like they don't want to be micromanaged or macromanaged. Like they just want to know like, hey, here's your parachute, jump, and we're going to see where you land. Like some people need that. And some people need the vision. Some people need the direction. And some people need need maybe you to hold their hand for a little bit. And then like, okay, I'm going to push you on the bike now. And you have the training wheels on. Okay, I'm going to let go. So it's like those baby steps some people need. So being mindful of like the different personalities with the people that are within our ministries while calling out the potential and saying like, hey, if this falls on its face, we all fail together. We celebrate the wins, we celebrate the losses. We we learn, we move on, and and nobody's like, we're not going to lose our marbles over it, right? It's going to be okay. And yeah. I just love like what Josiah said about our daughter because um, what what's what's taught is caught in our ministry of how we treat each other as leaders, how we treat each other as married couples, how we talk to one another, how we lead and cast vision, the verbiage that we use, like what becomes the norms in our vocabulary is adopted by those around us. And with that story of Josiah, it's a funny little thing. We're sitting there, Aurora's on the couch. She goes, hey, babe, will you get me a yogurt? So (laughs) she's asking Josiah, like, hey, babe, will you get me a yogurt? And then I'm like, okay, maybe, hey, Rory, maybe you should, maybe you should walk me to the fridge and show me where the yogurt is. Like, can you help me? So I think sometimes (laughs) instead of like taking the commands or being the commander, Mm -hmm. it's saying like, hey, I'm willing to go along with you and I'll show you. Um, But then you're going to learn how to do it on your own. And that's That's something from somebody grabbing a mic, learning how to run slides. That's putting together a retreat. And sometimes people don't understand the weight of leadership, let alone the weight of planning a retreat. And that's when we really, I've experienced this like 10 years ago when I put on this big conference and it was bigger than what we anticipated and carrying the weight myself versus being like, okay, Holy spirit, like I need your help. You've given me these yeah. gifts and talents, but I'm going to hand over the control that I want to be a type A and hold on to and empower others yeah. along the way. And God, you brought these people here for such a time as this. So just yeah. being mindful of our leadership structures and um, strategy and our willingness or maybe lack of willingness to let go or to hold on too tightly to know that we're all going to fail. We all fall short of the glory of yeah. God, but you know what? it's going to be okay because we're serving the same God and he is also a God of forgiveness and will lovingly correct us in our leadership. And I'm sure like maybe you guys have those encounters where you're like, what were we thinking five years ago? What were we thinking 10 years ago? Like, oh, that was our message. (laughs) Tweet that. It's like, okay, what were we thinking? But that was the trend, right? And I just think it's so comical to (laughs) just to kind of unpack some of those things of like, 
wow, the young adults want to speak into the ministry God's asked us to lead and God's placed these amazing sheep here. And he's put me in charge of being the shepherd. Like, Lord, if you ask me to like be the shepherd to this flock, I need to be so much more in tune with you because that weight of leadership can crush you if you're not doing it in a way that God is instructed or, you know, that immediate obedience factor really comes into play. And so we just want to encourage the listener, if you find yourself wanting to plan something, if you're looking for volunteers, start looking at who's in front of you. Don't wish those people there. Start praying for people to come. So I don't know if you have anything, Josiah. I was just thinking all my random thoughts jumbled into one. <laughs> the, the last thought that I have is one of the takeaways I think of this conversation can be team building and yeah. empowering, and believing. And there's a mentor of mine, Dr. Nate Roosh. Mm-hmm. He was a professor at North Central University. Now he's a pastor at Emmanuel Christian Center. And he uh, shared in a mentoring session that he mm. felt God show him that he could either become a king or a kingmaker. And I wonder if we all have that decision of we could be the superstar or we could lead the league in assists. Wow. Yeah. That's good. And, um, you know, yeah. I think that if the goal is the kingdom of God advancing, it's not about my name. Mm-hmm. It's not even about our ministry's name. It's about the name of Jesus yeah. and Christ crucified and people who are far from God becoming close. And um, we love to like kind of close the conversation where we put five minutes on the clock. Well, we're going to get a little closer to them now. Yeah. That's a good segue. Yes. <laughs> that is right. a good segue. That is. You guys up for that? Five and five? Yeah. Yes. Do it. Check it out. All right. Question number one. Ooh, what is something that you're enjoying right now as a hobby, not ministry related? Something outside of the ministry realm. Both of you. What what is a fun little hobby you got going? Um, I recently, after like a 10-year hiatus, have picked guitar back up. Um, It's just a nice way for me to get away from everything. Just pick along and sing what I want to sing, and and how good or how bad I sing, and so um, I've 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 really enjoyed that. You know, get back into into the guitar has been a lot of fun for yeah. me. Well, I'm gonna be real. Uh, this is one of my goals for 2023 is to figure out a hobby because I'm a mom of two under four, <laughs> and my hobby right now is sleeping when I can't. So, yeah. like, I know you probably understand that, Micah. Like, yeah. that, it's reality right now so that is one thing of of figuring out this year of what is one hobby that kate can do by herself and enjoy yes (laughs) that's my goal so amen while he's making a joyful noise unto the lord you better be sleeping (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna sleep during the joyful noise (laughs) there you go there you go The reality is we all need those friends in the ministry. Mm-hmm. We need friends and we need hobbies. Mm-hmm. And so right. that's our prayer for the listener too, is it, like, maybe you need to set a goal of finding yes. friends, mm-hmm. of finding hobbies. And, and you guys are in Missouri. What is your favorite sports team again? Missouri doesn't have a ton of great sports, they don't. sport teams. And so we joked about this on our car ride. Um, I'm a Denver Broncos fan. It's not a good year for that, by the way. Um, no. Really bad. But local stations throughout the years, yeah. Kansas City is big in this area. Yeah. And so KC yeah. plays Denver twice a year. Yeah. And growing up, I didn't want to root for the Chiefs or the Rams because they were in Missouri at the time. So I saw this Denver team play twice a year, and I just latched onto them. And so I'm a big, big Denver Broncos fan. Yes. And I am a huge Kentucky Wildcat fan. So my family's from Kentucky and it's just one of those things where Kentucky basketball has been a huge part of my life. And uh, 
I'm carrying it on into my little legacy as well. My kiddos. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Well, here's the curveball. I know you guys are talking okay. not baseball, but here's the curveball. If Ben, if you could ask Josiah a question and Kate, you could ask me a question today, ministry, non-ministry, whatever you want, what would you ask us? Yeah, I think I thought about this for a while and it just knowing our story mm-hmm. and, and knowing how we met, one of the things that's been so great for us is just find this relationship, but it's a question that we came to the retreat with, mm-hmm. or not to the retreat, but to the, the conference, conference in Minnesota, yeah. the question that we came with is what would you tell the person who's launching or starting or has the desire to start a young adults ministry who has the heart for it, but maybe not the resources and the relationships, but just the desire, mm-hmm. what would be that one piece of advice you could give them um, from the beginning? Cause I believe there's a lot of them out there searching and just longing for that advice and longing for that connection. What would you, what would you tell them? Lean into the burden a hundred percent. God has yeah. clearly marked your heart. He is speaking to you. I, I would, from my own experience, remember being kept up late at night, couldn't go to sleep, burden for my friends, burden for people who are lost, looking at my generation and wanting them to know the goodness of God in the land of the living, to hear about the marvelous deeds of God. And so I would just say, start at your parents' house, start in your dorm room, Mm -hmm. find a home of a family, like your pastor at church, or um, you might feel like I'm renting or I'm living in an apartment. I don't have a lot of space. Start with lunch and become great at um, convening activities, become Mm -hmm. a great networker, become great at building community and relationships, asking people, how can I pray for you? Texting them an encouraging word, view yourself as the pastor of your local workplace or the pastor of your high school class, your college class. I remember I was working a part-time job there eight years. Mm -hmm. And since the call of God in my life, and I was working there and going to school and interning at my church. And I realized that I didn't have a church of my own or a ministry of my own, but I had a workplace where I was one of the only Christ followers. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day just journaling this aha moment. I'm the pastor at Grand Slam Sports in Burnsville. The owner doesn't know it. The general manager Undercover, doesn't know it. They love me and they trust my word and my work. And if I say we should hire somebody, we hire them. And if I suggest a change in the company, they listen and we go with it. And I'm going to pray for people mm-hmm. and I'm going to invite people to church and I'm going to share the gospel and give my Bible away each year. And just these little things. And I look now. And some of those people still don't have a church, but they have a pastor. Well, they still call you with prayer requests randomly out of the mm-hmm. blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would just say like, start where you're at and it might be a service. It might be a weekend retreat. What about a bonfire night with worship? Mm-hmm. What about getting your friends together for lunch mm-hmm. and just asking what they're hoping and dreaming about and share that you're hoping and dreaming right. for a young adult ministry in your church? Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. Was that all right? Questions, Kate? You have one for me? No, I asked you a question now. What's your hobby? What's my hobby? Oh my gosh. Okay. 
I, it's very different than Josiah's. I cannot take mine on the road. Him is, he's like, I'll read a book. I'll put this, I'll journal I'll whatever. Mine is like, I'm going to stand down this table. I'm going to remove the popcorn ceiling in our down our stairway. I am going to um, see you in three hours when I told him I was cleaning the bathroom. I'm going to clean the bathroom. And really I removed the whole popcorn ceiling in our basement. And he's like, why does it look like there's kitty litter, like 10 pounds of cat- kitty litter on the floor? I go, well, I got distracted and I couldn't stop. So mine is do like do it at my house, home renovations, mini ones that I know that I'm not going to blow out a wall, but I could redo a floor, paint a wall, redecorate um, within a budget and just kind of look at what I have. So my outlet is seeing ugly things come to life, <laughs> leaving people and places better than I found them and creating a home where young adults will want to be as well as us. And I think I'm on the journey to do that because the problem that Josiah sometimes has, he's like, I just don't know which room to be. And I want to be in all of them at the same time. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I am doing something good because you don't know if you want to be downstairs at the fireplace, fireplace behind me in the front living room, in the three season on the patio, like Praise God, we had the space to do that. But I do that within a budget. So I'm the bargain shopper. I go to the the reject paints. If I go to Menards or Home Depot, I'm going to gallon of paint for like four or $5 because somebody messed up on the paint versus $69.99, which is insane to me. And I'm like, that's the color actually I want. And if you don't like it, add a little white to lighten it up or whatever. So mine definitely is, I have to work with my hands and I want to see something accomplished because I think for me personally in ministry, we don't always see the progress in people's personal lives and it's not yeah. immediate where if I'm going to strip down this table and I'm going to redo it. Wow. That's immediate satisfaction and like gratification. Whereas ministry, yeah. it's like, I've been mentoring you for three years and I still feel like we're hitting the ceiling. Something's got to give. So yeah. it's a whole different ball game for me. But if I could be on HG HGTV show and have my own show man alive, or if God reassigned me outside of ministry, I'd be like, babe, we're going back to school for construction and renovation. And <laughs> I love it. I'm just that person. I can't just sit and read a book. He's like, I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. Mm-mm. I'm going crazy. That's just how I'm wired. And I can't apologize for how I'm wired. I need to channel my energy where it's going to be productive. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel that. <laughs> and it's not counted as cleaning up the house after my children and scrubbing the floor six times a day. It just I have to let that go. I have to let that yeah. go. <laughs> so yeah. what about back question. to you, Burton? So that, that's fun talking about hobbies or launching, strengthening young adult ministries. Mm-hmm. I would say this, like if you guys were going to either go on a family trip, notice I didn't say vacation with family, but a family trip or a vacation <laughs> as you guys, where would you want to go? we probably compromise because we have different ideas of relaxation. And so um, I'll defer. I'll let you pick because I know what you're going to pick. <laughs> go for it. No, you, you go. We would probably go somewhere with a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love mountains and she loves the beach. And so we, we kind of compromise on like the vacation destinations. Yes. But with the kiddos, the kiddos love the water. Wife loves the water. I love the water. Probably somewhere at the beach. Yes. For sure. I've always wanted to see Fiji. Heard that. That's great. I was going to answer Fiji for you, but I didn't want to steal a microphone. <laughs> Fiji, we'll meet you there. When are you going to go? We will share a hut next to you, but we'll give you space. <laughs> Hi, buddies. <laughs> oh, look at the calendar. We'll look at the calendar. I wish yeah. we had the money to answer this or like 
respond to this question where everybody wants to go and like have like tickets source the trip like, sent to your house <laughs> i wish we were there as a ministry or right. a nonprofit, right. but yes. unfortunately we are not you're listening <laughs> and you want to bless the burtons yes send them to fiji yes. or i'll have to sell more furniture i have to start selling some furniture but last question if you could each give the listener one word of advice or encouragement when it just comes to everyday ministry in life what would you leave them with today I'm sorry. Um, for me, it would be, and it goes back to kind of our our journey in ministry. Yeah, is um enjoy each journey of your uh, of of your walk in ministry. Like each season, enjoy it. Like God doesn't waste anything. No, and He's far more <laughs> gracious than you think. Um, like Josiah said, just lean in. Like enjoy the process. I've never looked back and regretted being obedient to the to the presence of God. Yeah. Not once have I regretted being obedient. It hasn't always made sense, but as the days and the months and the years go by, not once have I regretted um, being exactly where he's asked me to be. And so, man, wherever it is, just say yes and enjoy each part of the journey. For well, sure. that's good. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think just to piggyback on that a little bit is to... Don't be discouraged and, and and just just go with the journey. <laughs> yeah. Like just take it for what it is one day at a time. Don't let it discourage you. But also too, like know there's gonna be some growing pains in the process too. Yeah. And that's okay. Like that's part of the learning process. And then just have yourself, you know, be surrounded by people that can encourage you and do life with you yeah. and lift you up when you need it the most. Yeah. For sure incredibly encouraging yes. and man i love the themes of our conversation today from team building launching a new young adult ministry or strengthening an mm-hmm. existing one taking your leaders on a retreat mm-hmm. or your young adults on a gathering <laughs> like a weekend yeah. i even think of practically as a leader if you feel discouraged or you're looking for friends in ministry hobbies I would say get your way to Minneapolis, March 3rd and 4th, 2023. Start your year off strong. Mm-hmm. Come hang with us, and we'd love to host you at the Young Adults Today Conference. But Burton's back to you. Thanks so much for a great time today. Thank you for Thank having you us. Guys. We loved every second of it. Oh, so good. Until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Young Adult Today Podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone.